part of it is emotional and um and mental well-being and i do personal development every day whether it's listening to a podcast whether it's reading a book whether it's i don't know like doing my own free journaling like that is a form of personal development and emotional release mm-hmm. and without getting into that i wouldn't i there's no way i would be where i am today because another thing that you mentioned is stress and stress can absolutely affect any sort of symptoms whether it's autoimmune or not think oh, yeah. about even even if you think about if you have a cold and you are stressed at the same time that cold is going to feel 20 times worse if you are oh, in yeah. a good mindset and you're like i got this it's just a cold it's going to feel way different and so managing the stress managing the anxiety i am very prone to depression through family history and just through like my mind and so finding ways to manage that because no one would i mean maybe but I would assume no one would look at me and be like, yeah, that girl probably has depression. Never. But I guarantee you, like if I were to like take one of those little surveys or whatever about like do you ever feel this? Do you ever whatever? I probably would. But really? I know how to manage it and I know how to not go into that spiral. What's up? What's up, self healers? It's your girl Chris here to remind you again and again. I'm sure you can say it with me that you are your own healer that everything you need to grow to thrive to heal is where within you you are that fucking powerful end of story in this episode she is an example of this exact thing that i just said to you <laughs> she was diagnosed with a autoimmune disease. I should probably say her name. Her name is Rachel Elbow and she's a health coach and she was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called rheumatoid arthritis. Basically, you know, pain in your joints and she's, you know, she's in her early 20s. But this is spreading around the world. Like 23.5 million Americans are suffering from autoimmune diseases. And there are so many different types from rheumatoid arthritis to diabetes type 1 to Hashimoto's to celiac disease. And to talk about what the root cause of them is a whole nother ball game, a whole nother discussion. But for now, in this episode, what we talk about is how to heal the symptoms naturally through nutrition, through mindset work, through journaling, through movement. She went from not being able to stand, that her knees were that swollen, she couldn't even stand or walk, to doing workouts, to helping other people heal, helping other people heal through nutrition, through workouts, through movement, through journaling, through mindset work. So when you listen to this girl talk, you will feel motivated. If you follow her on Instagram, Rachel Album, you will feel motivated and you will feel the sunshine through the screen because she is like a ball of sunshine. So before we start, you know the deal. Stop whatever you're doing. Be present. Take a deep breath in through the nose from the belly. Holding at the top and exhaling any bullshit you might be holding on to from the day, from the week, from the month, from the year, and just let it go. 
And then let's meet our self-healer. Hi. Hi, my love. How are you? I'm good. How are you, girl? Good. I'm feeling good. I'm really excited for this. Are you ready? I'm so ready. How has everything been going for you on that side of the world or country? <laughs> oh, you know, it's been good actually lately. I've been I've been on a roll, I feel like. You know, I feel ready. Like I'm not letting this thing take me down, girl. Yes, I love that so much. I love the energy that you're putting into everything and can you hear me okay with these? Yeah, I can. Okay, just making sure. I feel like usually it's better when I have the AirPods in. Um, yeah, I feel like you're like taking everything and running with it. And I think this whole series is really cool too. So I'm really excited. Yeah, girl, you too. Like your book Thank coming you. out. You're just, you keep growing and growing. So I'm, I'm proud of you. So Thank you. I met Rachel, what was it like four years ago? It was definitely, it was more than that because I moved to LA almost four years ago already. I met you so here like, in New York though. Yeah, like maybe five years. Yeah. Okay. So, but five years ago, you weren't into this stuff like you are now, right? No, not at all. Not at all. So I always like thought that I was healthy and I always, you know, ate healthy the Midwest way. <laughs> and oh, man. Um, I would like work out here and there and I would get in these like I think everyone tends to get in these like, yeah, I'm gonna work out every day. And then you work out every day for like two weeks and then you don't work out at all. And then you yeah. eat all the things and then you feel like crap and it's just this vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely, I was in that headspace for way too long. And like when I met you, like, you know, I wasn't unhealthy to some, some, um, what's the word? Like to some degree I was pretty healthy, but I wasn't I wasn't healthy like I am now like I can actually consider myself healthy now and it's so different from what my mindset was back then what does healthy look like to you versus then like what did you think healthy was back then healthy back then was like drinking protein shakes every day and going to the gym you know like just Honestly, I would like wander around the gym and like if I was there with my now husband but boyfriend at the time, if I was like there with him or his friends, I would just like kind of follow along with what they were doing. Um, and I would just kind of, I'd be like, yeah, it's shoulder day. I'm gonna do all shoulders, yeah. And I would just like do a bunch of random workouts, which I'm not saying is a bad thing by any means. At least I was moving my body, but I wasn't necessarily doing it in a safe way. And mm. I would like try to lift heavier than I should have been. And I, was, I didn't know anything about like form. Um, so yeah, drinking protein shakes that first of all, I could go on forever about how those mess up my stomach and I still kept drinking them. I didn't mm -hmm. know how to tune into my body. I was always like, I always had digestive issues. I was always like, this is kind of gross TMI, but whatever, a little embarrassing. I was always gassy, like always mm -hmm. really gassy and stinky. And I never like, I thought it was just like a thing, like everyone deals with it. I didn't realize that you don't have to deal with that. Like. <laughs> Um, and so now, now that I've tuned into my body more, I understand that my body reacts very harshly to any sort of cow product. And I would have never been able to figure that out if I hadn't have like jumped into this journey. Um, I was doing things like, you know, eating whole wheat bread and like, 
and I switched to almond milk eventually when I started to realize that um, milk hurt my stomach, but I still didn't mm -hmm. connect the dots with protein shakes. So I was doing the whole, like I said, the Midwest thing where it's like whole grains and make sure that it says like no trans fats and make sure that it says like no artificial flavors and like little did I know things like natural flavors can still have chemicals. Things yeah. that say whole grains can still have all tons of sugar and chemicals and additives and preservatives. Like it was such a different mindset. And I, it took me until, I mean, I'm still learning so much more about how my body reacts to certain foods and things like that. But back then it was like, this is what you do to be healthy. You eat these things, you follow these rules, you work out as much as you can. And like, that's just not true for everyone. And that's not true in general, like you have to look so much more into that to me to really be healthy. It mm -hmm. means such a different thing to me now. It's, it's so crazy to look back at that. <laughs> so what was the turning point? Was the turning point you getting diagnosed or did you, was, it was that before it was that? fully me being diagnosed, fully. Um, so I can you talk about that. What? Sorry, I was gonna say, can you talk about that experience being diagnosed and like what it felt like beforehand? What made you realize that you needed to go see a doctor? So um, I'm gonna try to make it like shorter because it's a really long story, but basically it was um, the end of January in 2017. And like once I moved to California, I definitely started to understand a little bit better kind of like what actually is healthy versus not and i started reading my labels more that's like the number one tip i can give to anyone is make sure you're reading what's actually in your food um and so i definitely was doing that more but i was still kind of stuck in that midwest mindset at the same time um i had started working out more after i moved here so i can say that i was a lot i was starting to understand how to be safer with my workouts, how to not push myself past a certain limit, how to listen to my body during workouts. I did start learning that stuff when I first moved to California. So I would say California kind of like started that trend for me of health, but it was truly after I got diagnosed when it was the very end of um, January in 2017. And I, I was like going to the gym pretty often and it's so crazy. I will never forget this. I was at the gym like two days before I, and we were doing kettlebell swings. Like this is so random that I remember this, but I remember thinking like, did I do this to myself? We we're doing kettlebell swings. Two days later we went on a hike and it was not a crazy hike. It was just like a normal hike with a waterfall at the end. And then the next day my knees were so swollen and tender and they literally were blown up to twice their size and I was like what is happening I had no idea and the only thing I had ever known is like you know when I push myself past the limit certain things happen to your body and I was like oh god it's from the kettlebell swings like oh my god I messed up my knees I've always kind of had knee issues ever since I was like nine years old um and no one really like knew what was going on I would just like I would I sprained my knees before they would get inflamed sometimes they would get painful sometimes and now like especially even like right now talking about it I'm realizing like this could have been an issue I've had since I was very young and I had no idea uh so anyway my knees flared up to twice their size I was at work 
and I stood up after lunch. This was on a Sunday. I worked at a hospital in the time as an OT. I stood up from lunch and I couldn't feel my leg. I couldn't feel literally from my knees down. Couldn't walk, had to sit right back down. And I had to go talk to my supervisor at the time and be like, I like, I don't know what to do, but I can't work. Like I can't help patients get out of a chair if I can't stand. (laughs) So, and she looked at me and another thing I will never forget. She looked at me and goes, I can see how swollen your knees are through your scrub pants. And like everyone knows scrub pants are baggy. And she could see how inflamed my knees were. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm slender. Like I've, I've never been super overweight or anything like that. And like, if I, if my knees are inflamed, you can tell big time. And so I went to urgent care, long story short, went to urgent care, urgent care, specialist, specialist. Finally, a specialist referred me to a rheumatologist. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what they do. I don't know why I'm going to this doctor, but I'm going. And they ran a bunch of tests. I remember I had never gotten that many vials of blood taken out of me in my life. It was so scary. I still couldn't walk by myself. I was literally holding onto walls, walking so slow. As a 23-year-old, mind you, 23 years old. So young. It was terrifying. I didn't know what was going on, and no one could tell me what was going on. And it was two weeks of appointments and bed rest and trying to like get outside like I remember we lived on a pretty like um more urban street I guess in LA and I wanted to literally just walk across the street to get a sandwich because I wanted to get outside and I like had to like my boyfriend at the time husband but like I had to hold on to him literally like this and like walk so slow because I couldn't feel anything and so now my picture of health is constantly remembering that and making sure I never get back to that place because that was so terrifying. And people say all the time, oh, you're too young to have rheumatoid arthritis. You're too young, you're too young. Well, guess what? It happens to anyone. Yeah. And so my biggest mission in life is that anyone going through, even if it's not even autoimmune, even if it's whatever you're dealing with, I don't want anyone to ever go through anything alone because I was completely yeah. alone besides having him there. And even in the middle of um, me having this, like he had a trip booked to go see his family and he like went to see them and I was literally alone. I remember my grandma, my mom, everyone calling me, I'm coming there, I'm coming there. And I was like, I'll be okay, I'm gonna be okay. And the craziest part is now knowing what I know about health, at the time, I didn't know anything. And that's why I say this was my turning point because I didn't know anything. And before he left for his trip, he made sure I was so stocked up on like really easy to make foods that I could throw in the microwave um, because I couldn't stand. I literally couldn't stand. I remember when I was home alone for that week, I was standing in the shower and I couldn't stand for more than one minute, one minute. I literally had to sit down and then I couldn't, it was so hard to get out of the tub after that because Mm -hmm. everything hurt. And another thing is my wrists were really painful. I remember the week before this whole huge flare up, my wrist kept hurting and I didn't really know why. And I had a wrist brace from forever ago. So I started wearing that at work and then my other wrist started hurting. So I'm like, what's going on? This is so weird. Like, and then my knee thing happened and then I got diagnosed with RA and I was like, what is happening? (laughs) I know, especially for someone who's so young, like, and like thought I was healthy. I thought I was fine. You know, I was like doing the things that I had always like thought were healthy. And going back to the food thing, he set me up with all of these foods like Easy Mac and like ramen and things that were, you know, easy to make because I couldn't stand for long. 
but if you think about it now and how much food and now what i know now and how much food affects autoimmune issues it's insane that that's what i was loading my body up with while i was dealing with all this because it was easy because it was ready to go when in fact it was hurting my body more yeah it's i could obviously go on forever about this i honestly i notice even in myself if i eat more dairy or i eat more gluten i will feel like symptoms of arthritis in my left hand and so once I kick those out of my diet, like if I stop using them or stop, stop using them, stop eating them, then it'll go back to normal. Mm -hmm. I'll like, I'll notice such a slew of symptoms if I eat those things. So what was it for you? Or what was the moment when you were like, dude, I can't eat this stuff anymore. How, how did you get that education or that knowledge about how food affects your body? It came really slowly. So I was diagnosed in February of 17 and my, I am really thankful that I have a really good doctor. Um, there are way too, now that I've like been doing this for so long, I've connected with countless, countless people that their doctors never, they threw them on five medications and injections and never told them anything about food or lifestyle, but mm -hmm. You can reverse the symptoms based from food for sure by eating a certain way. And I'm very fortunate that my doctor brought that up when she was telling me like what I, what um, she was diagnosing me with. I am thankful that she was like, okay, well, just so you know, like these things, there have been studies that have linked these things to more inflammation in your body. Like, have you ever thought about not like trying to maybe eat less of that stuff, like gluten and dairy, alcohol, some people are um, are have an inflammatory response to things like nightshade vegetables, um, and I had kind of heard like you know that some people react to gluten and dairy but aren't necessarily like intolerant, like more sensitive. But I never knew that that had anything to do with autoimmune. And honestly, at the time, I didn't even know what the hell autoimmune was. Yeah, I, like so. this was all a new thing. I was 23 years old. I was like, okay, like that rheumatoid arthritis, I, I assumed is for old people too. And people now still do, you know? Yeah. And I'm very thankful. She kind of like, she didn't give me a lot of information, but she at least gave me a jumping off point. And so then I did, I delved into the research big time. Cause I was like, if I can do something to help this, like, heck yeah, I'm going to do it. This is miserable. I was so sad like i was went from being 23 doing kettlebell swings at the gym and like going on these amazing hikes to not being able to hike for four months being on bed rest for two plus weeks doing physical therapy for three months um and i couldn't even do physical therapy on land for the first um month i think i had to do it in water because there's no stress on your joints in water or a lot less I couldn't even tolerate doing it on land. I had to like graduate to be able to do like normal physical therapy. Wow. Um, and so I, the food really, I started just doing my own research. I would literally search like rheumatoid arthritis and food. And mm -hmm. I started there. Like Google knows everything. If for anyone yeah. watching that doesn't know where to start for whatever it is that you want to do in life, Google is your best friend. You can find mm -hmm. anything. However, always make sure it's credible. Like I was doing a lot of search on like 
PubMed and stuff like that, like um, Mayo Clinic and um, the like NI, what is it, NIH.gov or whatever. So I was making sure that what I was researching was credible because there's so many blogs and articles out there that like kind of pull information from multiple sources, but you don't really know where. But in addition to that, I was reading some blogs and reading some people's testimonials and what they had gone through because I'm like, you know, you connect with that. Yeah. And yeah, it was just through doing my own research. And then I very, very slowly started to change what was in my kitchen. And I think that was kind of the first step was changing in my kitchen because at the time I couldn't work out yet. My workouts were going to physical therapy three times a week. And that was a lot. And so for me, the first step was really changing what was going on and what I was putting into my body and the way that I was cooking. And I started by doing a lot less dairy because for me, dairy was really easy to cut out. I've never been like a huge dairy or cheese or anything like that person. The biggest thing for me was like ice cream, <laughs> like going mm. somewhere and getting soft serve oh, ice yeah. cream is like my favorite thing ever. I love soft serve mm. ice cream. So that yeah. was a little hard. And then from there, I started like, maybe getting a loaf of gluten-free bread versus regular. Maybe I would get gluten-free crackers versus regular. Maybe I'd get a box of each just because I feel like, what if I hate these? I want to have these on hand. It's about making those small changes because I'm a firm believer that if you jump in full force and you're making all these changes at once, eventually you're going to get burnt out. You're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to just quit. And that was something that I already knew because I had done that so many times with health. And so I did it very slowly. Dairy was first. Then I started getting more kind of gluten-free items. And this is the crazy part. When I was first diagnosed, I didn't like vegetables yet. And now I'm obsessed with vegetables. <laughs> oh, my I God. Like them. I never grew up with, like, I grew up with vegetables. But it was more like salad, cucumbers, tomatoes. Like, it wasn't like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, like the good no. hearty vegetables. I never liked vegetables. And then I started reading how much vegetables can help your inflammation and I was yeah. like, oh, God, like, what? And then I I started just experimenting with them. And some of the things that I made were gross. Like, honestly, steamed vegetables I hate. I think it's disgusting. I don't know why anyone would make vegetables just regular steamed. Like, at least add some lemon, pepper, like, come on. <laughs> but I yeah. started experimenting. And eventually I realized that I actually really like vegetables. And I love mm. what it was doing for my body. It that, Like I said, it was just slow changes. Um, and as I'm like talking about this, I'm like picturing my first apartment in LA and like the way that my kitchen started to like kind of transform. And the other thing that really helped me was pairing up with um, this health and fitness company that I started wellness coaching through. And they had a superfoods blend that literally just comes in a little packet and it has all these superfoods that I was reading about when I was researching. And they're all in one little thing. So even just using that alone, I just blended it with water and ice and I knew that I was putting extra nutrients into my body that I had never before gotten. I had never, and it has like spinach and kale and all of these adaptogen mushrooms and all of these superfoods that you hear, like all the like influencers talking about, but it's actually all in one little thing. And that made me it was almost like a little confidence boost. Cause it was like, I'm doing this one really good thing for my body every day. What if I do one more really good thing for my body today? Like eat a serving of vegetables. That's funny. And then the next was, day it's like, what? I was just talking to a client about that because they said they were doing something healthy for themselves every day. And I was like, 
yeah, but you should also be doing like eating healthy and this and that. And then they're like, yeah, but it kind of shows it's like one healthy thing that makes you feel good, which can trickle out and then create more healthy. Exactly. Habits. It's like, about building those habits. Like, yeah, like you said, just like building those habits slowly. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm a broken record on that. It's, it, it's really hard to jump into something full force. And I'm still learning every single day. Like I definitely still have things in my kitchen or things in my fridge that I don't keep any dairy or gluten in my fridge. Well, that's a lie. I keep goat cheese on hand once in a while because I just really like goat cheese and it doesn't irritate my stomach or my symptoms I've learned. But again, I've learned that over time. But other than that, I keep no gluten, I keep no dairy in my kitchen and it makes it way easier to eat foods that don't harm me Um, because I don't have them around. (laughs) But that being said, I do have like coconut ice cream in my fridge. So like, no, there's no dairy, but there's definitely added sugar. There's definitely like, you know, some sort of gum in it, I'm sure. Um, and those aren't like the healthiest thing ever, but it's all about finding what balance works for you and at least knowing because I at least know what's in what I'm putting in my body. It's not like I'm blindly eating these things that are harming me like I was three years ago when I was first diagnosed. Yes. And you know, what's what's crazy is that um, people don't really know how easy and how tasty it can be to eat healthy. Like, I, I'll make my bowls and people will be like, wow, like, I didn't even know you could do this many things with vegetables. Like, I didn't know you could do this many things with healthy food. So it's yeah. just, it's just about awareness and education. Like, people don't know. So mm-hmm. for you, did you start to see or find others your age that were dealing with this? Or was it just you alone for a long time? It was me alone for a long time. Um, I definitely, the biggest thing is community, right? So I, after joining as a wellness coach, I had this entire incredible community that was there to support me, that was sharing healthy recipes, that was, you know, starting to do workouts. And eventually once I was able to start workouts, I was so encouraged by them and I wanted to move my body and I just wanted to feel good again. And that's part of the reason that I started as a wellness coach at all was like, I needed to figure out how to be healthy again. And I knew very clearly that healthy was going to look very different. That was obvious to me. I just didn't know what it would look like. I knew it would be different. I didn't know how. And once I found this, it was, it it ha- that happened slowly too, honestly. Like I joined because I wanted to feel good. And I was like, well, I might as well attempt to help other people along the way. Um, and having that community, like I really didn't jump into like the coaching side of things for the first year because I was still trying to find myself. I was still trying to find my rhythm. I was still trying to feel good again. I wanted to feel confident and healthy. And it, as far as knowing other people with similar issues or who had gone through similar things, I didn't know anyone for at least the first year, but I did have the community there that even though they didn't know exactly what I was going through, they were there to support me and they were there to keep me going. So it's kind of so important. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of both. And now that I've built my following so much and I've built my community even more, it is amazing the amount of people that I get to connect with that are dealing with similar things. But I love the fact that now that I'm kind of 
I wouldn't say on the other side of things, but for lack of better terms, like on the other side, I'm able to help people that are where I was and they don't have to feel the way that I did. They don't have to feel yeah. hopeless and unhealthy and literally like you're stuck in an old person's body. They can start to take control of their lives before they get to that point. I have so many people that reach out to me and say, I was just diagnosed last week. I was diagnosed a month ago and it's not even always rheumatoid. It's like any autoimmune. And it makes me feel so grateful that I've built this platform where people feel comfortable coming to me and saying these things and that I can help them through it, whether it's just words of encouragement, whether it's setting them up with the things that I have to offer them, whether it's just talking to them for an evening, like it is the most rewarding feeling in, like ever. Yeah. And I could have never guessed that this is where I would be three years ago. Yeah, it's it's an amazing feeling when you go through something that's tragic for you or something that like a huge struggle in your life. And then now you're able to turn that struggle into your superpower and to help other people who are struggling with that. I, I don't know, there's there's nothing better, I think. Mm -hmm. so, no, I completely agree. It's the best feeling ever. <laughs> so how have you seen improvements? in your in your autoimmune disease or, or just in general from changing your lifestyle like that um i've seen i mean in every single way i mean so between three years ago and now so i was still even after i had like jumped into more anti-inflammatory wellness and a lifestyle anti i want to like preface this by saying when i say anti-inflammatory lifestyle I'm talking about doing um, workouts that don't impact your joints. So every workout I do, I had to learn how to like not do jumping and running and things like that. Every single workout I do, my feet stay on the ground, unless I'm like stepping, obviously. Um, and also anti-inflammatory foods, foods that are not going to inflame your gut and, and in turn the rest of your body. And also it sounds weird to say this, but part of my anti-inflammatory lifestyle is mindset work. Mm -hmm. And it's that, I guess it's like, kind of like not, not inflaming your brain. <laughs> like you have to keep the mindset going. You have to keep the personal development going. And mm -hmm. that was a big shift too, is the personal development. So for me, the difference is I, even after I started all of this, I was still getting flare-ups really often because I still did have dairy in my diet. I still did have gluten in my diet. And not to mm -hmm. say that I don't eat it ever now because I definitely do from time to time. But, and actually thinking back, when I first started doing workouts again, I was doing high impact because I didn't know anything else. And so I was still flaring up from either the food or the workouts or whatever. And I didn't really know why. But when I would flare up, I'd be laid up for a few days because again, I couldn't feel my knees when they flared up and they didn't get quite to the size that they did the first time when they would flare up, but it would be just as like debilitating. And mm -hmm. then you start to get stuck in your own mind, right? You're like, oh my God, is this gonna flare up to like, to be yeah. like the last time? Am I gonna be able to go to my friend's birthday party on Friday? You know, things like that, where it's like, you think in such a different way. Um, and so now compared to that, I have, when I flare up, it's like, it's raining outside and my wrists are a little extra stiff in the morning. Or um, I went on a hike last weekend for the first time in two months because of this quarantine. 
and my knees were a little bit like stiff and not very happy you know the next day but they weren't they weren't flared up they weren't like this big um i keep feeling like this is probably really weird to like refer to a knee like that but, <laughs> um they they weren't flared up they were just a little bit stiff like a little bit uncomfortable but it wasn't anything unbearable whereas before if i would have done that they would have been huge i would have had to take um you know medication to help it now i don't take any sort of medication um christina you actually told me to look into the fact that a lot of like nsaids can affect your gut and in turn can affect your inflammation which is so backwards because you take them for anti-inflammation and i did mm -hmm. a lot of research on that and i stopped taking them like i used to only take them maybe once a month if that if i really needed like something to subside the pain but I've been doing a, like very, very holistic. So anytime that I really have bad pain, I'll do CBD and that helps a lot. Um, and I don't really even need to do that though. I do that maybe once every other week. Like I, I don't experience extreme symptoms anymore because of the way that I manage my, sim my symptoms on a daily basis. And it's all about the consistency. So the difference between three years from now versus today is, 100% if I had to sum it up in one word, it's consistency. Mm -hmm. It's sticking to it. It's commitment. It's remembering what that felt like because I never want to go back there. I never want to feel that again. I never mm -hmm. want to look at my knees and not like think they don't look like my knees. <laughs> yeah. I never like, I definitely still wake up, you know, with morning stiffness and, but I'm still able to go about my normal life and I'm still able to walk my dog every day for an hour. I'm still able to hike when I want to, I'm still able to bike. And I couldn't, I don't know if that would be true if I didn't completely transform my lifestyle over the past three years. Yep. See, this is the thing. I think a lot of people are looking for that one magic pill to heal whatever they're dealing with, whether it's, uh, rheumatoid arthritis or if it's anxiety or depression or if it's um, like acid reflux or whatever it is that you're dealing with that you're taking a pill for which I'm not saying no one should ever take pills because that's unrealistic but there's not just one answer like it's a lifestyle change you got to change the way that you're eating you know who you're spending your time with how you manage your stress your mm -hmm. movement your body movement I don't know if I, I didn't ask you this and you don't have to like obviously open up too much about it, but I'm so into how past like um, traumas or unhealed emotions can manifest into like physical sickness. Did you did you go through like certain emotional healing as well on your journey? Definitely. I think, um, yeah, like I mentioned the mindset thing. So as a coach, like I am literally part of my job is doing personal development. If I'm not becoming a better person, how am I supposed to help other people transform their lives? Mm -hmm. So a huge part of it is emotional and, um, and mental well-being. And I do personal development every day, whether it's listening to a podcast, whether it's reading a book, whether it's, I don't know, like doing my own free journaling, like that is a form of personal development and emotional release. Mm -hmm. And without getting into that, I wouldn't, I, there's no way I would be where I am today because another thing that you mentioned is stress and stress can absolutely affect any sort of symptoms, whether it's autoimmune or not. Think oh, about yeah. even, even if you think about if you have a cold, 
and you are stressed at the same time, that cold is going to feel 20 times worse. If you are oh, in yeah. a good mindset and you're like, I got this, it's just a cold, it's going to feel way different. And so managing the stress, managing the anxiety, I am very prone to depression through family history and just through like my mind. And so finding ways to manage that because no one would, I mean, maybe, but I would assume no one would look at me and be like, yeah, that girl probably has depression. Never. But I guarantee you, like, if I were to like take one of those little surveys or whatever about like, do you ever feel this? Do you ever, whatever, I probably would. But I know how to manage it and I know how to not go into that spiral because of all the inner work that I've done. And because honestly, when I was first diagnosed, I sat with it. I sat with those feelings. I was calling my mom every day saying like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't work. I literally couldn't work for two months. And then I was at this turning point of like, do I even want to do what I was doing before? Do I even want to work in a hospital? And honestly, the answer was no. So this was like, I could go on forever about how this was a turning point for everything in my life. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, w- I, had, I sat with it. And at the time, which is so crazy, you can still, if anyone wants to like go creep, you can still, you can go to my website and you can go back to my very first posts from like 2017. I built this blog when I was sick in bed, not sick, but I was on bed rest. I built this blog. I was talking to my mom and I was like, I need something to make me happy again. I don't feel myself. I hate this so much. I don't know why, but I just wanted to build this blog. And I did. I just went for it. I was like, screw it. Like no one's probably ever going to see it, but I'm going to try this thing. And I did maybe like five posts the rest of 2017, but like that was something for me. And it was a way to release and it was a way to get everything out there. And then from there I started thank you <laughs> seriously because you 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 took your your moment of like your low moment and you used it to create something to spread the word or just like creativity is such a beautiful way of healing mm-hmm. 100% it's funny um this is totally well kind of off topic I was talking to a friend the other day about the fact that like when I do a post on my um Instagram feed it usually is coming, I mean, it's always coming from my heart, but it's usually coming from a place of like, this is what I'm dealing with right now. So if I'm saying like, I don't know, for instance, like love, like self-love means, you know, taking a day for yourself and it's really important to unplug for a day, whatever. Usually that means I need to do that that day. Same, <laughs> It's my same. way of feeling through it. It's my yeah. way of like, once I type out this caption and then get it out into the world, it's like, okay I'm getting there you know (laughs) yeah I feel the same way like if I post something I just want to be like guys this is like advice to you and advice to me at the same time or because I'm dealing with it right now Mm -hmm. it's huge and it really is it's such a way of healing and it makes you it does it makes you heal it makes you go through it and it makes you sit with it just a little bit longer rather than sitting and thinking about it. You're actually getting it out and then even further taking another step and getting it out into the world and out to people that it might help. I have a friend who was dealing with a lot of autoimmune stuff and she got, oh my God, I cannot remember the name of it. I want to say it's called decavitation, something like that. Oh my God, I can't believe I like blinked on it. But basically what happens is when if you get your wisdom teeth taken out those like sockets 
sometimes they can um, have bacteria that get left in there after the surgery. Yeah, and then um, it's just, it's there and it wreaks havoc on your body. And I know a lot of people with Lyme disease tend to get this procedure done. And it's helped people that I personally know that have Lyme, chronic Lyme disease. Um, and they've gotten it done and it's helped them a lot. And so things like that, I have a friend who had a different autoimmune disease that got that done and she feels so much better now. So basically what they do is they go in there and they like completely clean out that socket. Um, and so for me, I got, I, that's always in the back of my mind as like, um, an alternative medicine type, because when I got my, um, wisdom teeth out, I got dry socket. And so mm -hmm. they did get infected. And so there's no doubt in my mind that there's still some bacteria backed up in there. Yeah. Um, and I got dry socket, like I got all four wisdom teeth taken out at the same time and I got dry socket in two of them. Wow. So that's always been at the back of my mind. And I mean, I don't, I don't have the extra money to do things like that right now. And so I'm just managing in the best way that I can kind of on a budget, if you will. Yeah. But. I 100% there are so many different things that I've researched and want to try even yeah, down to like simple so things that can alleviate symptoms short term like cryotherapy and red light saunas and stuff like that but if I'm being completely honest in LA that shit's expensive <laughs> yeah I know wait Lindita what is tied to your small intestine um she's a oh, naturopath yeah. and she like knows everything <laughs> Yes, Let's please see if the me. tell me what I should try. Tell yeah. There's so many things out there and it's like, what do you try first? And I'm such a research hut. So what is something that you could tell somebody who, not just autoimmune disease, but someone who wants to transition into a healthy lifestyle? What is, what is some, like, what are some ways that people can start the first thing that I always tell people to start, if you literally don't have any sort of wellness routine um, in place, the top things that I tell every single person, drink more water. You should be drinking Huge. minimum half of your body weight in water every single day. Minimum. Um, number two, make sure you're moving your body in some capacity every day. I personally like lifting weights and I like doing yoga. Those are my two things that like really make me feel so, so good every day. Mm -hmm. That being said, it could look like walking your dog an extra 20 minutes. It could look like doing yoga. It could look like biking, running, hiking, walking along the beach, whatever you have access to do something. It doesn't even have to be outside. Those are all like outside for the most part, but doing something, um, look up a video on YouTube and follow it for 20 minutes. Do something to move your body every single day. Yeah. Um, another thing is doing personal development because I think way too many people focus just on the physical and they're yep. like, I want to look like that person. And you're like, well, first of all, that is their front page and you are comparing your step one, you know, backstory to their front page that they've been working on for years, probably like take a step back and work on yourself from the inside as well because then you will realize that you that comparing yourself to something like that and having that as your vision is so unrealistic and is damaging to you. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say drinking water, moving your body, making sure you're making sure you're doing some form of personal development. Now, personal development doesn't have to be like listening to podcasts, reading books. However, I highly recommend that. But yes. it could mean journaling or meditating or literally just sitting with your thoughts for like 20 minutes. 
Like it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. It can Even be whatever you're minutes. comfortable with. Yeah. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be something scary. It could literally mean doing a brain dump and writing down all of the things that you have in that little to-do list in your mind. Yeah. All of these things are things that slowly add up and help your mindset to feel more centered and more balanced. It's and so then true. the other thing is eating more vegetables. Um, yes. There's this, there's this dietitian that um, is very closely related related is very closely tied with um the beach body um company that i work with and she always says water first veggies most and it's mm. so simple yeah. but it's so it's the like best piece of advice i've ever heard someone say water first veggies most drink at least 16 ounces of water before you have a meal and veggies should be the biggest portion on your plate it's yeah. true. It's so simple. And vegetables are the most neutral food in the world because when's the last time someone was like, you better be careful. Don't eat too many vegetables. No, that's not yeah. a thing because vegetables have so many nutrients and every single vegetable has a different nutrient like profile and can do different things for your body. So mm-hmm. making sure that you're eating enough vegetables. And then the last thing I would say is just get familiar with reading labels. Just check the nutrition label before you buy it. If you still decide to buy it, fine, that's great. But at least you know what you're putting into your body and you're being that much more mindful and you're building that little like muscle in your mind. And eventually it'll start to click and it'll start to make sense. And three years later, you'll be in this amazing place where you know exactly what you're doing and and how to keep your body at its optimal um, level of functioning. Mm -hmm. So water, uh, what was the second thing? Moving your body, personal development. So in some way, working your mind, eating more vegetables, and reading labels. There you go. That's it, folks. <laughs> Honestly, we make it we make it way more complicated than it is. So, like, it's not a cure all, but it's it will definitely improve your life in all ways if you just follow those those five things that you just listed so yeah those are like and that's the thing is those are pretty easy things to incorporate right away like it's not things that are that should be daunting and you know what if moving your body every single day is daunting okay do it three days a week to start that's fine exactly doing something and that's the other thing is like everyone's so in this like all or nothing mentality that's not the way this works yeah you think Mm -hmm. i literally work out every single day do you think i literally like eat mostly vegetables every single day no because that's not realistic because we're freaking human okay sometimes i just want to eat a donut and then a bagel and then i want to i don't know drink a martini but then i might have a salad for dinner like no one's perfect no one's asking Mm -hmm. you to like go all in because that's not realistic and that's not sustainable as a coach the biggest thing that i preach is sustainability and balance you have to be able to balance your mind your body the your spiritual self you have to be able to balance that all and you have to be able to figure out a way to sustain it. Otherwise it's all for nothing. It's for nothing. If you're doing it for three weeks, great. But if you can't sustain it through the rest of your life, it's kind of pointless. Yeah. All right. That's beautiful (laughs) advice. It's, it's, it's beautiful because it's, it's simple things and it's not overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So, um one last question that i have for you is if you could go back to your younger self 
what is one piece of advice that you would give her? Like how young? <laughs> oh, just, um, it depends. There was like, I mean, there's obviously been so many different like phases in life. I think if I went back to, let's say, I don't know, I, let's say like right before I was diagnosed or like right around when I was diagnosed, like three years ago, mm. I would have tuned into my body more quickly. I would have paid more attention to what my body was doing. Cause I was doing a lot of research, but I wasn't turning inward a lot. So it took a long mm. time for me to recognize what was happening when I ate certain things or when I moved a certain way, instead of like now when I, I don't know if I eat a regular donut that has gluten in it. And the next day my knees are flared up. I'm like, Oh, probably because of that donut. But like before I never really tuned in, I never tuned inward. There and so go. I would probably just tell myself even from like years and years, let's say seven years ago, I could have, I would have given myself the same advice, pay attention to what your body's telling you. Cause your yeah. body is so singing smart and knows what the heck is going on before your mind knows what's going on and will tell you when something is not right every single time. So mm -hmm. tuning into your body is the most important thing. So important. I love that. It's, it's really changed my life to be able to listen to what my body has to tell me, you know, like a mm -hmm. lot of us are just disconnected. It's either body or well, most of us are fully in our minds, but when you find that connection, it changes your life for sure. It's so. crazy. It is insane, the difference. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This was amazing. You had thank so much you. advice. And I hope I didn't you. scare anyone off. I get so passionate about this stuff. <laughs> Girl, no. Like, no, you need to be passionate. Like, this is what I want. I want you to explain you know, from a place of passion, from a place of love. And that's why what you're doing is working because you have gone through it yourself. You are going through, it. you're a wounded healer. You know, you're helping other people with your own. So your mess, how does it go? Your message is in your mess. So the message you're giving comes from your own mess. So, and you're doing a beautiful job of it. So thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed and for being vulnerable and honest and raw and real. Oh, thank you so much. It's so insane. Um, like you were saying at the beginning, like that we met probably, I don't know, like five years ago or so. And like to, I mean, seeing you grow and seeing know, how far I've come, like it's so crazy. And seeing how like our lives have kind of like aligned in a certain way is so freaking beautiful. And I'm so grateful for you. Yay, I'm happy we met. I'm happy we met. And then we Me ended too. up on the same like path of healing and helping other people. It's awesome. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for everyone that joined us. I appreciate you all. Yeah, thank you guys. Bye. Ooh.